Facebook. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show to keep the brain running with the premises on sports on the national level? Full with the topics, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates don't beat their minds a little bit. From sports medicine to sports veterans and greats. The four for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Theme music, my dude. What up, what up, what up, everybody out there? Welcome to another episode of the War Room. You are once again live in that War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers from others. Got B. Austin in the building. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building in just a few minutes. Uh, NFL Week 1 is behind us. Some interesting things happened during that Week one, week two is here. Sit back, relax, bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of this this here planet. Episode 644 starts now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, whatever. That's all at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. B, what up, man? Another another rapper shot dead in these streets. Rest in peace oh. to Philly's own PNB Rock. Yo, is rapping like um, the most dangerous profession in the world in, uh, in apparently, 2022? Apparently. Definitely, uh, it's definitely moving up the uh, up the list. Like this joint made me sad, man. Just I mean they all do, but I'm like, why? I I I, I don't know, man. I just I don't get it. I don't understand why life is so it, it lacks meaning and value. And here's the thing, right? So coming from where coming from where I come from, coming from where we come from. Come on, young black men have always been the prey, have always been dying. But the difference is, yo, these cats don't really seem, especially they're entertainers. They're not participating in the streets. They're not participating in illegal and illicit acts. It's like, yo. Well, most of them aren't. Most of them. Some of them. Right. They, get, they get a little so, questionable so, when you get around the, the, the drill music. It get a little questionable whether or not they're participating <laughs> or not. So. <laughs> so, then, so then the question becomes, well, to your point. Because in drill it, music, they'll it, tell you exactly where and how the murder happened. And, and what the they did and what they did, and which one was holding which. Right, yo, right. he had the Draco and he had the, the desert. And, yo, is it, yo, is, is the content bringing forth the reality is art is life now imitating art i mean, I, I don't know but pnb rock's music wasn't wasn't about that yeah. to my knowledge i don't i don't you know i don't even really know crazy interesting part you know speaking of that 
this would surprise a lot of people. This could be a, a trivia question about myself. Like I've seen P and B Rock perform, and I have never in my life seen Nas perform. I bring up Nas because you know, if you know me, you know that's pretty much my favorite rapper of all time. I've seen P and B Rock perform, but I haven't seen Nas perform. You ain't missing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like. You know, it, it wasn't a thing where I was purposefully doing so. You know, I was at the Roots Picnic. So you know how it goes with these music festivals these days. You know, you see some people by default that you weren't really there to see. Like, when, actually, when I saw the dude, I had never heard of him. So, you know, I was calling him, like, Peanut Butter and Jelly Rock. Peanut Butter and Jelly Rock. Yeah, yeah, I was disrespecting him. But, you know, rest in peace to the young boy. Um, like I said, Philly dude. I don't know if his music really define the traditional if we have a sound it's a traditional philly sound but you know it's oh. it's what people like he was a pretty popular dude um a lot of people because social media gives you gives everybody out here the right to say and you know whatever they want to say a lot of people are really putting the onus on his lady about this because you know he was gunned down at one of the roscoe's chicken and waffle locations and the greater Los Angeles area. Um, and apparently she had been posting their whereabouts all day, you know, when they were there. Um, you know, there's some people that take it as far as to say, oh, man, she set him up. But, you know, it was over a jewelry and robbery. It wasn't really about street stuff as far as we know. You know, we don't really know. But I think that's heavy to lay on her because that's not, it's not different in today's day and age. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people <laughs> make sure you know wherever they are, whenever they step up in the place. I don't pretty, I, you know, when I post stuff on social media, photos, vacations, games, and all that, it's usually way after the fact. But I'm not, I'm also not afraid that somebody's out for my life. And, you know, I can't post this now because, people coming to get me. I think more for me is, you know, if I'm posting this and you, you know, you want to act, act up and, and, and come by the crib thinking nobody's there, then, then that's your ass. But I don't really think, you know, oh, if I post it, I'm here, somebody going to come get me. But I, but I just think being observant and like you said, being from where we are, it's just second nature that we just don't do things like that. But I wouldn't put that on that young lady like that, man. That's heavy. No, nah, I definitely, um, I definitely don't heavy. think. Um, no, l- listen, I, I don't think that he was set up. And further, hmm. he and young people being young people, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. I'm here. Mean, they, they, they post everything. They want attention for everything. They let everyone into their life, whatever. But, you know, you mentioned something about that sound. Like, what are we known for? Hard bars, mm-hmm. lyrical content, street shit. Um, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and I get that. Like, that's, that's historically Philly's place in hip-hop. So, in a, in a sense, you can understand the violence that it may attract even beyond going. And I'm not even touching on the drill, the drill scene or whatever. But P and B Rock made like songs about getting high and girls right. and tattoos right. and like like his content was not anything about violence or you know and he was from North right. Philly so you know he was he was probably had some 
some things some going on. Jaunts into the street, but his content wasn't even about that. Like it was, it was a little soft. So this is crazy, though, man. People whole, just place no value on life these days. Like you can just really walk up into a restaurant, a popular restaurant, LA, and just LA, kill LA is starting to get a uh, LA starting to get a reputation, warranted or not, place where out of town rappers, if they don't check in with certain elements of the city. Then there's a you know a go sign on them, and there you know it's open seat like that's a thing in L.A. allegedly. Yeah. All right, well, rest in peace to P.M.B. Rock, another young black man, another rapper gunned down. I mean, you remember? I mean, of course, people from our generation are going to say what I'm about to say. You know, with Pac and Big, when that happened. But they were big. They were at the very top of the game. I don't think that it, it even matters because, you know, that can happen to somebody now that's at the very top of the game. I just think, you know, it meant more to us because that was our generation. Like, certain people die now, and these kids might be feeling the same way about that. Um, but when that happened, it was so shocking. It was so surprising. It was so like, Damn. But now it happens so much. It's like you're never really surprised anymore. Like you're like, how many is that this last two months? Like it's crazy. But um, yeah, man. So you know, we're gonna move on once again. You know, rest in rest in power to the to the young brother. All right, but before we get started, um, we're gonna wrap uh, for about five good minutes with uh, Fred Purdue about a couple of things in college football. But before we do that, we just got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there. There's never an excuse to miss an episode so make sure you don't, man. You can hear things such as tissue in the tape. If you're a hip-hop head, I'm pretty sure they're going to, you know, have a, a nice long conversation about what we were just talking about on one of their episodes more in depth. Uh, so check them out, the Broad Street Line, uh, with Roy and Chris, superstars, John Appetit, if you call yourself a foodie, on the couch with the Wilsons if you're into movies and TV. So let's go. These hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some money. Sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to stop wasting your time and place a bet. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after you realize that Trey Lance might just stink. Join now and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so like I said, we're going to talk about a good five minutes of college football with the homie Fred Purdue, WARROOM Sports College Football contributor. Uh, Let me get Fred on the line here. What is wrong with the board? Fred, what's going on, good brother? Can you hear us? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Not much, man. How are you? How are you? We, we good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Man, what did uh, Dion do now? What did Dion do now? I'm just waiting to come man. on. Man, 
What did Dion do now? What hate you man, got? Man, do I re- Man, I got to why, why does it have to be hate? hate why can't it just be facts? Nah, because you go out of your way to poop on Jackson State University and their head coach. There's something about him. I mean, it's him. No, it's, it, I mean, when you're begging for more money and yet you don't have those nine national championships, you know, and you're you're begging for more money than a nine-time national champion, and yet you don't even want to go out in your playoffs. That's, you that's, go play wait, hold on, Fred. That's America. Ah, I ain't getting to this. That's America. Yeah, but hurry up. Yo, that's America, <laughs> Fred. You, the market dictates what you're worth, not your opinions of the pay. Yo, somebody's willing to pay that. Why are you hating on you can't be ass? you can't be mad if you can't be mad if they don't want to pay that you can't be mad if no True. one else wants to pay you. I mean, who, what have you done for me lately? Who have you beaten? I mean, at least the nine-time champs can say they beat five Power Five schools. All you can yeah. say is you paid Travis Hunter to come to come play for you instead of Florida State. You paid him? Did you say you paid him? <laughs> you. Oops, I'm sorry. You gave him an, an, an NIL deal. My bad. I'm sorry. Can't, can't talk about paying pay for play. We're not pay for play. Come on, man. Sorry. That well. I mean, you more than anybody know that HBCUs ain't got no money. Ain't nobody paying nobody. But hey. you also know that we, we, we live in a, you know, we live in a world of followers. I mean, shoot, what, what people do online is called following somebody. This is Deion Sanders. So, you know, if a guy thinks he can go learn under the tutelage of Deion Sanders, sometimes people are more important than places. So, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. Iron sharpens iron, good brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but let's, let's get into this, man. Um, first thing I want to ask you about is Alabama's close call. You know, Alabama, all the pundits, the fans, talking big stuff about what they were going to do to Texas, they barely got out of there with their life. I mean, they needed a Herculean effort from, you know, last year's Heisman Trophy winner in the end of that game, you know, to be able to escape with that. What's up with Alabama? Are they not as good as we think they are this year? I don't think it's not that they're not as good as anyone thought they'd be. Um, I think NILs and transfer portals have kind of – evened out the playing field a little bit, will Alabama still be Alabama? Yes. But right now, Alabama looks very average outside of their Heisman-winning quarterback and potential top 15, top 10, I'm sorry, top 10 pick in Bryce Young. Um, No one in most of them at the wide receiver position. The defense is where it's at. I mean, to be honest, the offense is kind of behind, Uh, even despite having, you know, guys like Samir Gibbs transferring from Georgia Tech. Um, offensive line looks kind of average, and I don't know. This is probably this if if Nick was Saint Nick was going to say anybody was having a down year, this was the year to say I'm having a down year. Not last year when you had, you know, arguably the best receive one of the best receivers in college football, and you were one player away from winning a national championship. Um, but Texas yeah, sure. really played them tough. I thought Texas really yeah, did. Um, defensively, I thought they were really good, especially up front. Uh, I think I think there were two or three plays where maybe they got hosed, maybe a certain safety that should have happened and it didn't happen. And also, but at the, at the same time, I think uh, going into the half, they had they got a turnover and they couldn't punch it in, so they settled for a field goal and the field goal was blocked. So things you can control 
that's the difference between getting a win and potentially being, you know, losing a game. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, if that's professional football, you know, the team might get praised for that. Like, well, they're showing that they can win ugly, They, you know, this and that. But in college football, especially when you talk about the Alabamas of the world, you know, that kind of parody is not really supposed to exist. So mm-hmm. if you just escape for, you know, with your life from Texas, people are going, they're going to hammer you for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so <laughs> they, 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 now, they, they're going to hammer you in the rankings for it, you know? So. I will say this. Texas was the first uh, – was probably one of the first ones I've ever seen that lost a game being unranked and still found their way into a ranking. And they did it with a backup quarterback because uh, Quinn Ewers, the former number one guy coming coming out of high school who went to Ohio State and transferred back to Texas, he got hurt early in days of Colt McCoy getting hurt in 2009 in the national championship game. Uh, he had clavicle – he broke his clavicle, I think it was. And the card looks okay. He, he handled his business. Uh, Texas really, they had, it was just a few plays here and there, and that's usually what, what a football game comes down to, two or three plays right. here and there. So um, Texas, I think, will be fine. It's, it's, not, it's not last week. You're not, you have to erase last week's loss and not let a school like UTSA with a really good offense come back and beat you. So Alabama can't just beat you once. You have to let them beat you once, not twice. It's that old adage. Right. All right. Uh, the Scott Frost era <laughs> is over at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And who are some potential candidates to replace him? Well, Scott Frost, um, I was a big supporter of him being fired last year. Uh, he has only had one winning season as a head coach. That was his 13-0 and season at UCF. He hasn't done much since. Former quarterback at, Oak, at, at Nebraska back in early 2000s. Um, I think maybe he thought the offense that he was going to bring over, that spread out an offense, was going to work. Uh, didn't really work that, all that well. Changed the offense to Mark Whipple, former Miami guy. Not turned it guy made Kenny Pickett a really good quarterback. Um, but he, that offense just doesn't look like it's a fit. But – the problem with that team, honestly, is they're getting, they got pushed around a lot by teams like Northwestern. And if you're getting pushed around by those little teams, yeah, they're little. For, for them to be Midwest guys and getting a lot of the California guys and some of the, the Ohio guys, Texas guys, you shouldn't be getting pushed around by, by schools like Georgia Southern. Although I almost picked that up there. Clay Hilton, the former USC head coach, uh, was re- I, I didn't think he had the horses to, to literally keep up for four quarters. But when it got down to the fourth quarter, I was like, ooh, this one's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, they couldn't get it done. And I don't think Scott Frost will even be a candidate to even go to the Nick Saban School of Coaching, a la being an analyst at Alabama. I don't even think he's good enough to be at, in that those type of ranks. Um, Nicky Joseph, the former quarterback there, uh, first black man to ever be at, in the over what 100 and almost 200 at this point almost 200 years of um, of of being around. Never had a head coach in any sport be a black man or woman. So Nebraska has that now. So we have a first. I guess if you want to go there, uh, I think he's going to be able to bring something offensively. I wouldn't rule him out. Uh, Nebraska has a lot of money. They're one of the more 
wealthy schools when it comes to college athletics, especially football, even though they don't spend it. Uh, I would start there as far as candidates. Uh, Urban Meyer is not a realistic thing. Maybe Luke Fickle, Matt Cam- uh, at Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, Matt Campbell at Iowa State may be an option. But your big name guys, maybe a Matt Rule, if he doesn't work out at Carol- in, with the Carolina Panthers, he'd be a perfect fit. Uh, bringing that Baylor offense there, that would be perfect. Uh, but Nebraska has to come back because the traditional powers in college football are when those guys are really – at least 10-win teams, it makes the sport a lot better. I'm tired of seeing schools like uh, UCF come around and have like a one- or two-year wave and then they go away. No new dynasties needed. <laughs> All right, so last thing I'm going to ask you about, get you out of here on this. Um one of the ranked matchups of the week is your number 13 Miami Hurricanes versus the number 24 ranked Texas A&M um, Aggies. What, give me your thoughts on this game. What's, what's going to happen in this game? I, I watched the game against App State from the beginning to end, and I saw App State just pushing those guys around. Quarterback for you. For a guy like Jimbo Fisher, I just don't understand how quarterback has been such a struggle for them. Um, the offense is slow and just lethargic. They have maybe one or two playmakers, uh, a chain at running back. He's a now he's a he's a speedster. He's a eleven oh one, a hundred kind of guy. He's a second team All American, which that's just crazy to think a second team All American runs a eleven oh one hundred. But uh, that that he's one of those playmakers they have. They have a young defensive line. I think maybe next year is the year for them. Uh, offensive line, their center's out right now. He should be coming back from mono. If he comes back in for this game, maybe things will be a little bit more steady. Uh, former cor- former Buccaneers quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, former former Bucks quarterback Brad Johnson, his son Max Johnson, former LSU quarterback and transfer is there. But I don't know what what Jimbo would really do at quarterback now. Haynes King has legs, but he doesn't he's not the he's not the traditional passer, which Jimbo likes to have. Um on the other end, Miami has a quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. Uh just broke out the news just broke today that his star receiver was really only to me or really a three slot guy. Xavier Restrepo is out with a foot injury indefinitely, so Miami already had an issue with receivers already, so they're going to have to have somebody step up. Jacoby George will be coming back from a two-game suspension. So hopefully if those guys step up, um, maybe Miami should have something. They haven't shown much in the first two games against Bethune and uh, Southern Miss. So I would think they've been – obviously they've been holding back some things for this particular game. It's a 9 o'clock start, so uh, central time, so – this was this was a late one for our guys, so I think Miami can lean on these guys. If they can get a hot start, I think Jimbo might be in trouble. Uh, I think these, those guys have a little bit of – those coaches don't have any real connection to Jimbo. The last regime did. But Jimbo has seen this team plenty of times since his days at Florida State, and he knows the, the pedigree and the culture of the, of the Miami Hurricanes. I want, what I'm looking to see is how does the D-line from Miami – handle the offensive line of Texas A&M. A name to watch is Leonard Taylor. He is a complete monster, former five-star. Uh, he is a complete monster. Uh, he is definitely going to be a guy that you want to watch. 
for uh, Texas A&M on their defensive end, they have Antonio Johnson at safety, probably the best safety in the country. Versatile guy, can play both safety spots, can play a little nickel corner. Everything, I, a guy be awesome in love because he's that, that versatility where he loves that. So um, that's a guy he would definitely want to watch. All right. So let everybody know. And you already know where I'm going. You already oh, yeah. know who I'm picking, so I don't. Yeah, we, yeah, we, you know, we know that. We know that. But let everybody know where they can find you online. Let everybody know where they can listen to you during the week. All right. So you guys can catch me on Twitter. You can catch my new podcast, the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My guy, Rick Brown, you can catch us on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. We, uh, we come to you on a Wednesday and on an instant reaction Sunday. Uh, so we'll be able to take, you'll get all the instant reaction from that game coming on Sunday where I'm actually getting ready to go record with him right now to go uh, when I get up, get done with you guys to talk a little bit more about this game and dive deep in it. Got a special guest. You'll have to find out when you go, when you catch us on it. All right. All right. I'll let you next week then, Fred. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. No doubt. All right. That's Fred Purdue, everybody. If you want your college football fix, make sure you, you holler at Mr. Purdue. All right, so uh, NFL week one. Well, no, before we do that, man, we got to talk about this quote of the week real quick, fellas. And what, what up, Jim? Um, we we got to talk about this quote of the week because, you know, this is this is everybody's young ball. Um, this is this is B. Austin's young boy, young boy. He, he already fan with him. But, you know, I think B. Austin was forcing it because he just don't like the, com- the competitors. <laughs> but uh, Anthony Edwards had to tweet out an apology the other day, and it says, I quote, what I said was immature, hurtful, and disrespectful, and I'm incredibly sorry. It's unacceptable for me or anyone to use that language in such a hurtful way. There's no excuse for it at all. I was raised better than that. He must have used the F word. Well, he, Anthony, what he did, he posted online, um, he was in the car. I guess he rode up somewhere and he saw some shirtless gay guys standing on the corner. And, you know, he basically was like, uh, look at these queers out here. He's like, man, I was, I was, it, it, something he, basically he said, look at these queers. So, you know, some, they, some they his, came from something his, something, his young, <laughs> something his young uncle would have said. Yeah, they, they, they came from um, <laughs> what, what, y'all got any thoughts on that before you know I mean he the apology is 2022 he had to apologize whether he feels it or not Um, I don't know like what because of this is this the last time we're gonna see Ant dunking a chicken tender into a hoop made of sauce <laughs> like is he gonna get canceled from because Ant has personality. B, I don't know if you saw the movie, um, the Adam Sandler movie, Hustle, on Netflix. He had a, a yeah. major role in that. I, I thought he was good in it. And, you know, we just know Anthony Edwards has a lot of personality, which will lead to a lot of endorsement dollars. Do you think they're going to try to cancel the young boy for this? Or do you think he can come back uh, from this? He'll come back. He'll come back easy. I mean, I mean Kobe came back is- from what he was accused of. But y'all know the world care more about 
LGBTQ than just women in general. They're more powerful than everybody. They more Listen, listen, yo. He's going to come back, and if he gets too big for his britches, at some point they're going to point out when this happened to try and cool him off about a decade from now. That's that's how that's that's how that's gonna play out. And listen, man, yo, far be it for anyone to trivialize these people, for people to take their rights. Listen, listen. Look at these queer ass niggas, man. Do the word I came to. That's what he. That's what he posted online. That's that's the thing, man. You. You say what you say in a quote-unquote safe space, but everybody makes their space unsafe by feeling the need to post every single thing they do, say, hear, see. Like, it's just, it's different. I'm like, you know, it's not like we're the old men get off our lawn, like we don't post anything online. Like, you know, I post plenty online, plenty about my life, plenty about what's going on, but sometimes you just got to know what's considered at least right from wrong. Or if you just that dude that just don't, I don't care. Like, I say what I want to say. I don't have to adjust to whatever y'all want me to adjust to, but that's the right way to go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I'm looking at, like, as you can see, he had him, you know, he had him videoed. Like, they all standing out on the corner with no shirts on and, you know, B, you would have said the same thing. But (laughs) I would have said first. I'd have said worse. You probably, probably have said worse, but you probably wouldn't have said worse. See, that's that's a good. It's good that I didn't reach. Con- I didn't contact my nephew, or he didn't contact me because I'd have gave him bad advice. You'd have let him down the wrong. After them, don't apologize to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd have been bad. It definitely. Yo, been all right. Bad. So, so it's it's a couple of things here, man. Like, well, first and foremost, man. Um, R.I.P. to P.M.B. Rock. I missed the beginning of the show, so I want to make sure I send the young boy a rest in peace and uh, shout out to his mom, Nuna. They all from up my way. Um, he was a dirty young boy, but his mom good people, so shout out to them and rest in power. Um, your get into this Anthony Edwards thing, right? Yo, hey Jim, the, the, why the did, why they ain't is, mad? Yo, why did, why the LGBTQ community ain't mad that he he said the N word? What about the racism? Yo, those, and I do want <laughs> to say that you. those those are the thoughts of. Those are the thoughts of Devin B. Austin. They protect him more than women. I, I ain't putting that on the record because I just I'm, I'm not putting it on the record. But with that being said, though, funny thing is he just got a new like uh, ad like that just dropped recently with him and uh him and Trey Young doing commercials together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ain't strike it down yet. Sprite gonna get the pressure yeah, soon so, though, because you know, know they're gonna take it to Sprite. But uh, but the thing is though, crazy part is when I first saw it. I was waiting for him to say something way more disrespectful because, like... Don't they call themselves queers? So that's kind of where I was going with it. Now, obviously, his tone was, like, you know, (laughs) what it was, but I was waiting for him to drop the S word. Like, that's what I was waiting for because people was like, yo, look at this. And I'm like... Right. I was waiting for it, and it didn't come, and I'm like, well, Paul. And I'm like, yo, uh... (laughs) is 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 it the ass ninjas he put behind it? Like, we can't... like. It's proud. Like, we'll be mad like, if, if a white up and dude I see, pulled up, like, look at these black ass ninjas. Well, he can't say ninjas, but look at you know, these like, black like, ass dudes. Like, I mean, like when black. he called them, is one of the letters, what he called them is one of the letters in their, um, like, acronym thing. So, like, it's like if I pulled up and saw you be off and a couple people, and I was like, yo, look, 
look at some black men over there. Like, look at them black, black men ass, ass dudes. Dudes. Like, yeah, I. <laughs> He's a black man ass. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's <laughs> who we are. Like, can we really get mad at that? But. All right, so I, you know uh, we get mad if a white dude that, said it, even though he's calling us what we asked to be called. Look at them black ass dudes. Yo, but the thing is though, when I first I, I thought it was going to be way worse than it is, so I think that he didn't go too far. He was on his way though. And then another thing is, my other thought about this is everything ain't meant for social. Like there's certain right. stuff that's meant for social, and there's certain stuff that's meant for the group chat. Yeah, you know I mean, right. like, Yo, because because of right, right, right. Send that, send that to the homies that. if you're going to record it, like. Y'all gotta be smarter, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I was thinking that yeah, was that we probably gotta clean out our group chat because like we probably got I gotta see who's all in there because we be wilding sometimes and I know it's like right. yo, we don't right. only like our we, group we chat leak the, is locker gonna be some, where the locker room belongs. Yeah, if our group chat ever leak public, it's either gonna be some some defiant behavior or some or some apologies. It depends on where you stand. I'm denying. I'm denying. <laughs> I'm, I'm denying. I'm even in that job. No, I ain't even in that job. That, that ain't me. When, wasn't me. So you already know. Yeah. Your vote must, somebody stole it's, my phone. It's, it's War Room Sports <laughs> is in the title, but this dude stole it. We've been arguing with people. Yeah, that we've ain't, been, that ain't me. I got we've been enough, sticking I got our lawyer on people for that. 10 years about, you know, using our name. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that. Wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Wasn't me. Yeah, but but Anthony got to chill though, man, because he got he has a, he's gonna have a lot of opportunity in front of him. Great, um, great future ahead of him. He, he do got to chill. Yeah, and yeah, they might start winning. Got they got a squad. They might start winning. That's, yeah, they got they got Rudy Gobert. They, they got, got rid of they got rid of Patrick Ass Beverly. Well, according yeah, to him, he was the reason they went to the. He was the reason they went yeah, to the Yeah, he taught them how to win though. Yeah, he taught, them he, how to taught, win. he taught them how to win, and now you know LeBron and AD get to play with him. He made the playoffs last year; they didn't. So <laughs> Pat Beverly be yo, he be wilding. All right, so all right, NFL Week One, man. Anything that happened last week, like what stood out to you guys? I mean, we do know the Cowboys might be in trouble. Um, maybe it's time for me and. B to go ahead and switch our divisional pick right now and and become homers with it because you know even though B don't think he he worth anything anyway Dakota is out anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks a lot of different things being said he got thir- surgery on his thumb um, they didn't particularly they didn't look too good you know before he got hurt so. You know, like this is going to be this is going to be the excuse that the, the Cowboys fans get to use, but they didn't look too good before it happened. So, um, dog, they missed Amari Cooper. Out. They missed Amari Cooper, yo. It's like yeah. CD is supposed to take that step up, but uh, he don't look like he re- like Amari Cooper opens everything up for their offense. I was about and, to say, um, like, even if paid, CD is decent, that man. he don't got that yeah. other man on the other side taking attention. I'm it's going to be difficult for CD. And I'm, they not didn't have that, I'm not even going to disrespect CD. I don't even know if he's good or bad, although he did have 11 drops last year, which was like second most in the league. But Bull gets triple covered, and he wasn't. He didn't sign up to come into the league to get triple covered. That's the point we're making. That's, mm. But that's the point we're making. That's, Everything is right. different when you got Bull on the other side getting all the attention. Like, it changes right. things. Because like, you, 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 you have to be out. a certain special to, to deal with that, you know what I'm saying? You got to be Megatron or T.O. or Randy Moss. Or, uh, you can't be 
second tier, third tier. That's just, just it's not going. It's not going to fly. Why you say Cooper Cup though? Why you Hey, Cooper Cup can route his yo. way out of some doubles and triples too, though. That boy can route. Yo, but here's the thing though. Like as I watch the, as I watch around the league and I'm looking at these like, as I'm looking around the league and I'm looking at these like top level, these these the, the top top of the receivers. Most mm-hmm. of the dudes that's the top top dudes. One of the key things they got is they got somebody on the other side that's maybe not as good, but someone that you got to pay attention to, right? right. As, as I look at Chase down there in Cincinnati, he got somebody on the other side you got to pay attention to. They got, they if, got I look, if I look at young Justin Jefferson, who looked like Randy Moss last week, you can't, you can't not pay attention to feeling. Like, these dudes, hey. like, and we're in the league now where the, it's like yeah. – And he got the baller in the slot. Rager, come on, man. Like, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yo, it's, it's like – got to pay attention so to Rager. So I'm watching these top-level <laughs> And I'm like, yo, the Cowboys play they life away. They should have they should have cut the check to Cooper. Like, well, boys, right. like, what are y'all doing? They take they they, they cut back the check so. to everybody else. But but if yeah. you think about it, this year it's like Jerry Jones all of a sudden got a little cheap this year because a few years ago, <laughs> remember all the 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 money he invested into the offensive line? Like he's not even yeah. investing that way into that. So that's first and foremost. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry got what's Jerry got turn you into a person like we not privy. It's stuff yeah. going on we not privy to. Yeah, he got Jerry some. Got um, paternity. He got a paternity. He got, got paternity out there or something. He got some Jerry other got Jerry cancer. going on. Jim, he got some Jerry Buss going on in his life. He about to go, yeah, <laughs> he about to go bankrupt or something. Uh, speaking yo, of, man, yo. How, have any of you guys – I know you have, Jimmy. Um, and when I say that, I'm asking the audience, not like they can answer me, but, you know, y'all can talk to yourselves. But I never get enough Laker content, and I'm not a Lakers fan – but, you know, if you sit here, even if you're from Boston, if you sit here and act like just the Lakers story is not interesting, then you're lying to yourself. So they have another uh, series, a docuseries on Hulu that Jimmy and I have been watching. And it's just as good as everything else, man. Like, <laughs> like the, every, the, the, the magic thing was cool. The, what was the show that we were watching on HBO Max? Uh, winning time. I was supposed to be called winning time because they couldn't call it showtime. Crazy part about it, though, Jim, if you, like, truthfully, they all had such a problem with winning time, but most of the stuff in this docuseries, they just don't dig as deep into everybody's personal life. But winning time didn't really tell me lies. That's what makes me think, like, they just wanted to control the narrative narrative and not have some of those stories come out. They didn't want those personal. They just stories. exaggerated a lot. Winning time, winning yeah, time yeah, exaggerated a lot. I think that's how it was meant to be. Yeah, you had the Hollywood. Yo, but I mean, but really. I ain't gonna tell. You, I ain't gonna lie though. Watching this, John, I'm like, yo, Jerry Pre- Jerry West was a depressed evil dude, Joe. Hey, yeah, he but, was. Um, he, and he was the most mad. He talking about Collins, lawyers, and all kinds of stuff. But you proving yo, their point. I tell you one. You thing, got real bro, angry over they this. Ain't talk, <laughs> they ain't bring out homie putting out a hit on the whole squad though. They ain't show that part. Yeah, they ain't <laughs> show that part. They just they they but definitely show that part. Yeah, so I watched all six episodes. I was I was like, yo, Dad's gonna have me watch this joint and tell me that it wasn't done. Like I I thought that, I thought that was the yeah. End. Once you I'm got like, to no, six, more, six, like, more come out. You know, I guess they come out yo. weekly. So I was sitting in here scratching my neck yeah. like Tyrone Biggum's like, yo, y'all got any more of them episodes? And, like, yo, and it's crazy though because the last episode they get into like the Shaq Kobe thing. I got. And sometimes because of, like, you know, because of who Shaq is now and how silly he is and how he carries himself on social media and TNT, mm-hmm. I forget that who Prime Shaq was. Like, 
Right. I, I'm, I guess I'm guilty of like sometimes forgetting that because you know well, all the, the, all the TNT, all the crime. TNT cats because of the yeah antics yeah like we forget, we forget Prime like, Barkley was that guy. Barkley, a lot of people act like they like Barkley is just un, like Barkley just dropped out of the the pantheon of the greats because of his yeah his TV but, personality. But yo, people don't even bring him up. Like, when they were showing like Prime Shack and how people was like talking about him at the time, I was like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yo, I forgot, yo. Like Shaq was with, and, Shaq was him. And I actually forgot yeah, he was how quickly in LA it turned into Shaq and Kobe. I, you know, I I, yeah. I I truthfully forgot about that. Like it turned into Shaq and Kobe pretty pretty quickly. Like dude was still really young. Dude was, you know, they hadn't won anything yet and the bickering had already started. I'm like, "Damn, I forgot that it started even yo. before they won a championship." They were like, will and they I ever win a championship every- button heads like this? Yo, and I swear on everything. I've said it before in this show. Yo, Nick Van Nexel is the greatest non-great player ever, yo. Like, his highlight reel, his highlight game is just next level. Like, yo, Nick Van Nexel that, is that guy. I, like, I wanted to mention that, but I didn't want to spoil anything for you. Like, I wanted to say as soon as I saw that, I'm like, as much as I hear you say that, they made sure in this documentary that, they had to do a whole segment on Nick Van Exel. So it's like as great as yeah. the Lakers um, organization is and has always been, Nick the Quick can't tell the story of the Los Angeles Lakers and not take a few minutes to talk about Nick Van Exel, even though he didn't win a damn thing with him. You, you just had to, yeah. right? It's Nick because, was that it's guy. because Nick and Eddie, that squad, that squad with Nick and Eddie, they were like building the right way. And then Buss is like, yo, I'm cool with building the right way, but let's take the shortcut, yo, bring Shaq in. Like, remember, yeah. they were building a squad. They that's just how made the, the, the Lakers always get impatient like that. That Remember, that's how LeBron was. <laughs> they were building like, a squad. They were this. getting picks. You had Lonzo. You had Ingram. You had uh, my young boy from Villanova. And then they was like, nah, come yeah. on. Yeah. Go get Bron. Yeah, call Bron. <laughs> let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get Yo, <laughs> yo, but that's what he did, though. He was like, yo, we got Nick, Eddie, Sabalas. We made the playoffs. Like, you know what I mean? We won a couple games in the playoffs. He's like, look, call Shaq. We're going to take the shortcut. Fuck all that. <laughs> but, um, right. But, no, what, like, if you watch this thing, man, next to highlights, you think he's a top 30 player. And and I did yo, learn some stuff during this Nick numbers, Nick numbers ain't bad. Nah, nah, nah. What's his, Nick, what's his, Nick, what's his career Nick, average and all that? Guard, Nick. What they look like? Nick, I don't even know what they look like. 14, 14.5. Uh, six point six assists and three rebounds. That ain't terrible. That's not terrible. That's and his a solid top, career. His top year was when he was in Denver, though. In two thousand one, Bull put up twenty one a game. Oh yeah, he had the green light. But there were some things that 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 surprised me. Some things that I don't remember, you know, hearing before. Um, in winning time, they definitely glossed over exactly how. Um, Jerry Buss acquired the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> like they talked about some stuff, and they talked about how Jack Kent Cook got a little, you know, started playing hardball with him. Yo, but I didn't know. And they talked about him having to liquidate assets and not assets and not really pay money for the team. But they didn't tell yeah. you in winning time that this dude liquidated assets so he could buy the Chrysler Building and then sell the mm-hmm. Chrysler Building in New York to Jack Kent Cook. For the Los Angeles Lakers, I was like, "Yo, yeah, they swapped it out." Cause, are you, yeah, they are you swapped it out because Jack, Jack, 
because Jack Kent Cook didn't want to pay taxes. So he said, yo, right. I don't want to pay taxes, so you buy this building, and we're just going to do an equal swap. Right, and he yo. did. There was some stuff he didn't want to give to his uh, – he was going through a divorce, too. He didn't want to lose yo, certain what's things. What's crazy about that is – He didn't want to lose that, to that liquidation. <laughs> Before you told me to watch this, John, I was watching one of them Trump documentaries that's on Netflix, and hmm. like, yo – and they were going over, like, how he got the casinos in Atlantic City and how, like, my man ain't had no bread. All he had was <laughs> debt on everything in New York, right? On his dairy box. And the, 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 and the gaming commission was like, yo, we don't think you can do this. You ain't got cash. He was like, yo, my name is good. I'm Donald Trump. I got all kinds of banks that give me bread. Don't even worry about it. And he was like, well, we're afraid that you're going to use junk bonds to do these casinos. And he was like, I don't even know what junk bonds are. I'm not using junk bonds. That's not what I do. I go to banks and I get loans. <laughs> so they was like, all right. So they was like, all right, cool. A day later, my man had junk bonds floated to get this. <laughs> yo, yo, Trump's yo, always, yo, he's been a liar, yo. No, no, listen, listen to this, though. My dude got a, a junk bonds with a, with, yo, he had to pay, and the loans he was getting were like hard money loans for a casino. He was paying like 19% on his loans, right? So they said you didn't pay that for your casino, made, did you? No, yo, yo, chill. Yo, they said the boy had to, <laughs> the boy had to make like a meal a day for the joint to even be profitable. So of course, when it first opened, it's the Taj Mahal's big thing. They made over a mill, and he like, see, I told you. They was like, dog. Within two weeks, they was operating at a loss. Um, yo, my point in saying that, my point in bringing that, my point in bringing that story up is this, right? I'm tied back into the Lakers thing you talking about, yo. All this stuff is cat, bro. Yo, when they go to the Donald Trump joint, yo, boy, never had bread. Everything is all smoke and mirrors. And even with Jerry Buss and him, like, yo, my man Jerry Buss was, had the Lakers and the Showtime and all that. My man really was scrambling most of the time. Right. And if some of his like, kids look like they're still These rich folks are really having bread. They just, they just know how to leverage and like. But the thing is, the one thing about Buss I'll give him credit for is it made him creative. Like, he figured out ways to make it work. Trump yeah. just kept tapping, like, to the point where he was tapping his <laughs> way to the White House. Like, but, but Gary Buss did things like, you know, bring the Laker girls. And I didn't realize he did the name and right thing. That was him. One of the reasons that I love, I love Donald Trump so much is watching his supporters backtrack and go through mental and verbal gymnastics to defend him. <clears throat> My man is literally Scum, scuzz bucket of the earth, and they were. No, he's so he, but yo, when you watch his documentary, it's like multiple parts. It's on Netflix. He's been scamming since the very beginning. Like he's robbing. He's the definition of robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mhm. Yeah. They yep. said that within like a eleven year period, every business he started failed. The state zone, <laughs> the Trump University. He had a helicopter company. This company that they all failed. And then he just got lucky with The Apprentice, and The Apprentice, because of its marketing, made everybody believe he was a great businessman, although yes. every business he started failed. His casinos failed. Like, yo, everything failed. Everything failed. Yo, but yeah. the crazy part is, like, I'm laughing watching it because I'm like, yo, my man is pure cat. He's the definition of, like, but it, that's what I mean by everything being smoke and mirrors. And when you watch this Lakers show, he is a capitalist. He is cat. When you watch this when you watch this Lakers John, you like, yo, you think everything is great because he's the owner of the Lakers. Behind the scenes, they show how he was scrambling. Yeah, he was <laughs> even, they were even like, the idea they were of questioning. naming rights. 
they were questioning whether he was going to make payroll a couple times. <laughs> it was that, that Remember the, even the naming rights idea, right? When he right. had to give up right. some bread. So right. he had, now, it was just a form. He was, now that's like the thing. I'm not saying he invented yeah. it, but he was one of the pioneers of, of getting bread from, from naming rights. Um, this is crazy because we were actually, I don't know how we got into that. We were talking about NFL week one, but um, but oh, no, yeah. if, if y'all haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. Make sure y'all y'all watch that. It's up to episode six. Um, and what's what's crazy, Jim? Y'all y'all man, y'all so spoiled. And I'm I'm saying y'all as Lakers fans for people who don't know that Jimmy grew up a Lakers fan. Y'all so spoiled. Y'all can do a docu series and damn near every episode end with y'all winning a championship. F O H. F O H, man. Like, come on, man. Like. Every episode Yo, they go through all this though. turmoil, and then at the end of the end of the joint um, championship, uh, Scott, you said winning time was better than Magic's in my opinion. Oh no, that, winning time was way better than Magic's in my opinion. But Magic's was yeah, definitely yeah, Magic. Was I don't even get that. Wasn't even like, that was a commercial, Magic, but I watched it. Yeah, I watched it just because it was it was good. But that I was think a commercial. I think winning time and the one I'm watching now are both. Way better than Magic's, but all of them were interesting to me. Yeah, but Hulu's John was definitely better than Magic. Magic John was uh, Magic John was a little bit about Magic, and then by the time it got to the end, that last episode was literally just a commercial for all his businesses. Yeah, my man yeah, Magic I mean, got Apple to to make a commercial. Plus, Magic, you know, he knew that other one was coming out, so they had to make something because he knew what that was going to be about. If they didn't ask him for his input, he knew what that was going to be about. He's like, they're going to show people how I got. HIV, and so I got to get ahead of this. Yo, um, yo, my guy Jerry <laughs> Bus, man. And first of all, did Doc, Doctor Jerry Bus invented the, the IG? Cookie. Yo, Doctor Jerry Bus invented the IG model, yo. Literally, literally. He, he did. Austin, he, he used to, he used to frolic, he used to frolic with a bunch of young Johns, and because he was trying to remember their names and everything about him, he would have them pose and take a picture and put together a big binder for the women he was with. Yeah. So instead Yo, of clicking to the next pro, next profile, he just turned the page. Think. A hero, a legend, and think. He he he, he think that He he's definitely responsible for Magic's condition though. Like, yeah, no that's doubt. Probably, that's no, probably yeah, why he it, took it. He, that's why he took the news so hard because he knew he was responsible for that. Yeah, no. So back to the yo, to Matt, the yo, and his yo, his son still a little salty too, right? You see, his son, his son was like, I know yeah, Magic thinks that he looked at him like a son. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, you know, right, I know right, what that's right. like. I'm like, yo, you sound uh, jealous. Like, no, you don't, because he's yeah, he used to treat y'all like y'all weren't. He used to treat y'all like slaves. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So we talked about the the Dak Prescott uh, injury, the Denver Broncos Seattle Seahawks game, the way it ended. Um, they gave Russell Wilson a whole lot of money, and then their first game comes down to it, fourth and five, and the coach, the new coach, decides that he'd rather try a 64-yard field goal on the road in Seattle, not in the thin air of Denver, rather than let his uh, quarter-billion-dollar quarterback try to get five yards. Do y'all think Russ should feel some type of way about that? Um, so I watched the end of the game. It was a disgrace. It was a terrible, just a terrible clock management. It was Andy Reid-esque. You know, Andy messed the clock up. But, but, and it's funny because I was watching, um, Eli, Shannon, and, uh, Peyton. The Manning And Shannon was going crazy. He was like, yo, 
even if you kick it, you got all these timeouts. Line your kicker up appropriately because you see he's hooking everything to one side. And yo, it's, Bull, it's almost like – Bull has timeouts, yo. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. So I don't even blame him for kicking the field goal because he could have made it, but you also could have put your kicker in the best position to, uh, you know, make the field goal. You could have called a timeout. Now, um, he just fumbled the clock terribly. Like, it's just terrible. And it's almost like he was in over his head is what it seemed like. Um, you know, hopefully you grow from this as a coach and learn, but you seem way in over your head. Right. He, he definitely does. And I'm not saying, you know, he can't come back from it or whatever, but, you know, for that to be your first performance, uh, you're on the big stage Monday Night Football you got Russ going back in to where he played the first, you know, portion of his career. Like, dude, <laughs> like I've seen Russ Wilson used when he shouldn't have been used. Super Bowl, one-yard line, where they could have just gave it to Beast Mode, who was Beast Moding people all night. I've seen him, you know, in that situation when he shouldn't have been used, and now – I see them relying more on a kicker to make a superhuman kick, a kick that would have been the second longest field goal in NFL NFL history. You know, they, they opt for that rather than – so I, I kind of think it's a bad look, whether he meant it that way or not, whether it was just him playing the analytics game, which he said he was. I don't know what analytics is going to tell you instead of fourth and five to try a 64-yard field goal, but – you know, that, that's yo, the excuse I'm you use. Yo, I'm more I'm like, the ball that 40 seconds run off the clock. Like, what is that about? Like, you <laughs> right. literally let the time just run down. That's what I'm pissed about. Like, yo, I'm not even mad. I mean, but that shows you right there. Like, like, you like, this dude must be playing for the field goal. He's going to let the clock roll like that? <laughs> yeah, but like, but to, to, to Shannon's point, in that case, okay, well, well you got, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just it's just a lot, man. So maybe you should have left him on the field. Like, it's just, it's just a bad look altogether, man. Like, Terrible clock management, you know what I mean? Because you could have – I mean, you probably should have left Russ on the field, to be honest with you, you know. But I don't know, man. Like, just just terrible coaching, terrible coaching. Now, it was his first time there. Um, first, you know, um, Russ's first time back. Geno looked like Russ. I don't know what that came uh, from Geno Smith. Geno Smith was, like, looking like he's actually played football. Like, where did that come from? Right. <laughs> although, he was grabbing, although he was grabbing – he was grabbing dude's cheeks. He was kind of, you know, that's kind of fake. But other than that, like. Oh, uh, I know our friend of the show, Modi, was excited to see Gino do well. <laughs> you know, so I'm laughing because I'm like, Gino looked like sharp, especially in the first quarter. So the funny thing is, like, Dev's right. As the game kept going, first quarter, he looked like Peyton Manning. Second quarter, he looked like, you know, Drew Brees. Like, you know, as the quarters went by, you know what I mean, then by the end of the fourth quarter, he was back to Gino. He but, into a pumpkin. He was yo, but I was like, as I'm watching, I'm like, yo. And then they pointed out that he spent time, like, backing up Russ, and he backed up, like, somebody else who was good. Like, his last three stints, he's been behind, like, some great quarterbacks. So maybe he's, like, you know, um, turned it around. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll find out sooner or later. Because that's the thing, like, yeah, t- t- time will tell. and then he ended the game with 195 yards. That just tells you how bad Geno was before that we're so impressed that, you know, he, he threw for 195 yards. But, no, he, he looked good in the first half. So, so it wasn't just the yards. He probably had most of those yards in the first half. So we thought he was yeah. in for a bigger game. But <laughs> looks like he's an NFL QB. So I expect some positive play when game plan. 
but then he's also Geno Smith, and there's a reason he's not a starter. There's a reason he's not a starter in the second half. No, dog, I ain't going to hold you. The first, the first, like at 1 p.m., those first games, it was such bad quarterback play that, yo, devil tell you, I was in the group chat like, yo, we need yeah. So 1 p.m. We, was bad we need a uh, Patrick Mahomes to play because we need him yeah. to like you know kind of like set the record straight like cause these dudes are here drawing. And luckily, yeah, you need at, a, luckily at four Prince. four o'clock, you had Mahomes play, you had Justin Herbert play. Um, Yo, Justin we Herbert, we, like, we he's thought the quarterback I ever seen in my life. Aaron Rodgers was going to do something. He played like trash. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins played pretty well. So four o'clock kind of made up for what one o'clock was doing. But um, yeah, yo, wanna, the Justin Herbert looked like a two, yo. Two Justin Herbert looked like one of the top five quarterbacks to ever play football. <laughs> yo, <laughs> and I know, yo, and I know that straight hyperbole. But for him to be that young, like yo, his grasp of the offense is crazy. It's like he yeah. knows where everybody is, and his throws are impressive because he's like releasing the ball at a point when this dude's turn, it's already there. I'm like, yo, this is scary. Right. If and this even is what when, you got to deal with, right? So I was, even when he has to slide the pocket and be mobile, which, you know, he's a decent athlete, like he's doing that with the intention of still killing you down the field, not just, you know, one read and taking off. I ain't taking no shots at nobody. But, um, yo, some of the stuff he was doing, it was just crazy. It was, it, it was getting silly at, at one point. Um, yeah, I'm like, yo, this is scary because he's really not even like he's not supposed to be in his prime yet. He's still learning. Like, what's this? Is, what year is this? This is year three, the beginning of year three. Is it two or three? I it's don't three. even know. I don't know if it's two it's or three. three. It's three because uh, last it's year three, was three. um, last year was uh, your man Trevor Lawrence, and he don't really look like. He's oh, he the, looked like he ain't getting better at all. Yeah, he, he, looked, he, he, he doesn't yo, look even, like the can't-miss prospect that they said he was. Dog. He, he didn't look like He gave the worst pregame speech I ever heard in my life. I'm like, yo, I am so unmotivated. Like, at least, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm like, yo, you are terrible, yo. Like, at least yeah. Jameis Winston is funny. Like, you're not even funny. At least, least Jameis got bars. Jameis was draw, but I'm like, yo, at least he's funny. You trash, B. But yeah, he don't look like he look poo poo. But this dude Justin Herbert is scary, yo. If him to be in his third year, what's he gonna be doing in the sixth year? Yeah, and I picked him. Uh, he was my. I picked the Chargers to win the division. I still don't know about that. They got a big game tonight against the Chiefs. Um, Mahomes is telling everybody, hold up with all that. If he went out and threw five touchdown passes, um, yeah, but they play strong. each other tonight, so that should be that should be decent. I picked the Chargers to win the division, and I picked Herbert to win the MVP. I'm not so sure after – and it's just been a week, but I'm not so sure after a week that the Chargers are going to win this division. I think the Chiefs are still telling people, like, we still got something in the but, tank, but we shall I see. I still don't know how Travis Kelsey gets open like he does. Yo, right. He, Especially now, he they got less the weapons. Traffic. I'm like, right, God. Bro, bro. He don't even catch the ball in traffic. My God, he's wide open. I'm like, you know, like and, I mean, I guess I gotta like maybe watch the game. Particularly fast though, and his routes don't oh, look like great. It must be know? something. It must be something. And again, I haven't watched the film, but it must be something in how they're lining people up. Because Andy Reid does an amazing job. This dude be wide yeah. open. Like, Andy Reid yeah, got like, one. He's he's he'll, he'll, he'll make a safety bite a certain way and leave somebody open that shouldn't be open. He's, he's definitely good for that. But still, that's Travis Kelsey. you got to know where he they, is. They, so, you know, so it's, it's two. 
it's two it's two things. Number one is Andy Reid's alignment, but number two, Travis Kelsey always runs option routes. Like they're always he never runs a called route. So I'll give him his okay. props. He always knows how to make the right decision at the top of the route when he breaks. Like that's a skill. That's a, like dude is highly highly intelligent, even though he doesn't look like it with his touchdown celebrations. But like dude, <laughs> dude's ability to make the decisions at the top of the route and find space is legendary. And he don't look fat. Yeah, he but and and he be trying to shake people and and date black girls. Like yo, dude is. <laughs> yo, he's always yo, he's he's always open. And side note, I know the Chargers defensive coordinator is listening right now because everybody listens to the war room. But yo, if the Chiefs get down to the goal line, yo, they're gonna run the shovel pass. I'm always amazed at how yeah. Andy Reid been getting that same playoff for like a dub now. Yo, yo yeah, I'm his say, whole career. I'm like that used to be Brian Westbrook's thing. He's just gonna go down there and get the shovel pass, and that's another way he used to make. McNabb looked better than he was because, you know, <laughs> shovel pass is a glorified pitch. And it's just forward instead of backwards. Yo, so, this you know, that's an extra touchdown. He's been off like two decades now, yo. Like, that's this five, that's five touchdowns for Mahomes when he, when he really threw three touchdown passes, but a little shovel this pass. Andy safe, How many times? This is an Andy Reid safe zone because we appreciate and love Big Red. But there's so many things he does that, like, by now the league should have caught up to. That shovel pass is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why? Y'all, y'all can't stop that? Right. Y'all can't yo, stop that. don't know what's coming. Yo, he's been, he been getting that off for, like, two decades, yo. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. I know when they run it, McNabb like, yeah, I remember we used to do that. Um, all right, so a lot of, lot of good things happen. Probably, like I said, second half of the day. Um, yeah, first Justin half was, Jefferson was, him. was a little slow. Justin Jefferson started out just how everybody envisioned that he was going to start out. And I know a lot of the fantasy owners out there who took a who took a flyer on him with, like, number one picks early in drafts, top three picks. I know they're happy with themselves. Um, I got him at eight. That's <laughs> the right I, thing. Our stat of the week, because, you know, we can continue the conversation off of these. We actually have two of them. Um, first stat of the week, the Dallas Cowboys are the only team in the NFL that scored zero touchdowns in week one. We definitely had to get that off. So it's really not much of an excuse. Like I said, we like we said earlier, they were playing terribly on the offensive side of the ball, you know, before the injury. Um, and I personally don't think they were utilizing Zeke. Zeke was – Running at a clip of like five point two yards per carry, but he only yo, got I keep that too. I'm like, as a, yo, he only got ten Eagles, the whole game. As yeah. a as an Eagles fan, I'm thank I'm thankful, I'm thankful. So I'm hopeful that they're not listening, even though we know everyone listens to the war room. But Zeke is nowhere near as bad as people make him sound on the fall off tip. Like I'm not saying he's the same back he was three years ago, four years ago, but. People try and make it seem like he's just falling off the wagon. Well, no, I was wondering whether he was hurt because I'm like times, five times a game. It would be trouble for a lot of people. But yo, I was wondering whether he was hurt because they just stopped miles. giving him the ball. They just stopped they just giving him the ball. Jerry doesn't want to win. Jerry wants to sell. But I think they also paid the ball Pollard, so they be trying to get him in the mix a little more than they should. Um, and it's also well known that, you know, Zeke is a much better pass blocker than Pollard, and they want to pass a lot. 
So, you know, it's just weird how they utilize their personnel. But even if you have a second back that you think is decent, that's starter material, if you have somebody that's rolling at 5.2 a clip, then you ride the hot hand. Yo, you, you got to ride the hot hand. Right, now. until And I got a question, I got a question can, about like, that. It's just silly. I got to ask you a question, right? Because ain't, ain't, um, isn't Nick Chubb your uh, fantasy running back? Yeah, he is. He's one of them. Nick Chubb is Timmy. nice, man. But I, but I got to say something, though. Kareem Hunt different, yo. Kareem Hunt is only steal his touchdowns, though. Yo, I watch him Dude, to get all the rushing yards, and then they'll give it to Kareem Hunt, yo, either out of the backfield or on a handoff, and he'll go score. Dog, like, yeah. Kareem Hunt is different. Like, And I'm sitting there because I saw, like, before, before leading up to the season, they were talking about trading him. He was mad. He was contracting man. Yeah, I saw them put out a statement after week one. After week one, they changed their mind. I'm like, yo. <laughs> they like, we're not there. No, nah, you can't leave. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they legitimately have two Pro Bowl running backs. Yeah, they had him with the now, now you can't leave. Yeah, I mean, but and remember, they got, like, him, how long you... they got him on some fluke because he did something wrong, and the Chiefs let him go, trying to, you know, Andy trying to be mm-hmm. – the the morality police trying to look good. Like, can so, you imagine if you put him? Can you imagine if he if was still on the Chiefs? Chiefs lineup? Right. Oh he my was like, stars. Come on, because as much as we talk about the Chiefs, <laughs> shout out to Wilbon because I happened to catch him say this earlier. He was like, you know, they are a dynasty of one. Like because we, you know, the Chiefs get that kind of talk yeah. these days, and they've only, you know, they like the Pistons. Of the 2000 yeah, Pistons, they, 2004 been before, Pistons. They, they've been there before. They've been there before. But all of this, they got one to show for it. So, yeah, like if you had Kareem Hunt still on that team, come on, man. Come on, they're weaponry. You wouldn't even need a shovel pass. You wouldn't even need a shovel pass no more. You had nah. Kareem Hunt. Just turn around and give it to him. <laughs> Let him do what he did. You know, show you. No trickery required. Just get a ball to ball and let him That hunt. young man is a football player. <laughs> y'all forget, y'all forget yeah. who y'all dealing with. Andy always got to be cute. Yeah, Andy got to be cute no matter what he got in the backfield. All right, so that was the first one. The second one, B. Austin is going to take (laughs) – you're not going to like this one just because, you know, people lose context. Jalen Hurts is the only player in NFL history to have 4,000-plus passing yards, 4,306, and 1,000-plus rushing yards, 1,146, through his first – 20 starts, and he did it in 19 starts. Y'all impressed by that? <laughs> the, eye test, the eye test tells me that in 2004, my flag football quarterback had a stronger arm. So I'm cool on this. Listen, I, I, for me, I, I laugh with the Jalen Hurts stats, and you called it out earlier, Dev, it's like because they, they're very crafty and how they put the stats out because that's the only one with a thousand rushing yards to go with the 4,000 passing yards. But we open it up right. to 4,000 passing yards. It's probably a little different. So and, and, yeah, very the passing yards, how they do that. Think about it. A lot of these people, some of these people did 4,000 yards in their first season, which for most people was their first 16 starts. That's did over 200 4, yards a game. So it took more 19 games to get, 4,000, which is still not a terrible pace for a young quarterback. Like, when you look at Jalen Hurts, like, the numbers are there. The numbers are decent. And if you just look at numbers, you're going to defend him 
to no end. Like, come on, y'all doing y'all doing too much. Like, look at his numbers. But you you have here, to watch here's that. the thing that I'm coming to the conclusion with Jalen Hurts. I got to give the coach some credit. They do a great job of protecting him, not letting him just go out there right. and throw it a fifty times to like you know kind of playing to his stuff out of the league. Yeah, so they, they do a great they do a great job of doing that. And if I'm being honest, as I watch him play, I think they can have a high level of success with him. But that's going to require a full team effort. You're going to need the defense to show up every week. Yeah, you're going to need the running game to show up. But I don't think that I don't think that Howie we... can't win with him. But I also no, you, don't you... think that he's an elite QB. But he's he's good yeah. enough if you if you are great at other spaces. You um, you but you captured a great it. Job of protecting him. You captured it perfectly. Howie went out and did a masterful job of stocking up on talent. And I mean, when I say talent, I think there's depth, like depth there. Team is designed where if Jalen Hurts don't get in the way, they can allow him to do what he does best, which is play yeah, running back. Just don't lose the game. But he just play, don't, just lose, don't the lose the game. He could play running back. He could throw the ball 15 times a game. Twelve of those will be to our new our new favorite receiver, Devontae, the guy that runs routes and is an actual accomplished receiver. He's going to end up going elsewhere because he's going to get frustrated because Jalen can't. Jalen's not an accomplished thrower to take advantage of what he does best. But he's going to Jalen's going to overuse the tight end. He's going to overuse a big-bodied, superior, original African athlete at wide receiver, and we're going to run, we're going to lead the league in rushing by committee. It's a it's a great strategy to win as a team, but if you yeah. need him to throw the ball thirty, thirty-five, forty times, right? I oh, think we we'll, I mean, it'll kind of be like last season. I think we can be successful as far as winning a division. You know what I'm saying? Winning more games than we even won last season. But we're going to get into the playoffs when you're facing the best of the best. No, and then you're going to hear what you heard, you know, from the mic'd up folks with the Buccaneers last. Like, nobody really respects the dude. So once the game plan gets tight like it does in the playoffs, like, you're going to see a whole different thing. Like, as I look at this, like, I'm looking at it last week. What irks me the most is his one read. Like, you literally see he, 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 he drops back. He looks up once. He sees the rush. He puts his head down. He gone. A lot of third downs, you frustrate teams, though. You know, you kill teams when you backed us up into a third and nine and you're ready to get off the field, and this dude runs and get a, gets a first down. Okay, so there's value in that. I appreciate that. But there's going to come a time where you just can't rely on that. That's the same thing. That's the same reason Mike Vick-led teams never really had any playoff success. It's the same reason the Eagles took advantage of the Atlanta Falcons in the, uh, in the, in the NFC Championship game that year because it's like when you got a coordinator like a Jim Johnson – and whoever the, the smart coordinators are these days, like they're not going to be in week, they're not going to be in week eighteen, nineteen in the playoffs, still falling for the stuff that people were falling for week one and two. In week three, so and we week have four. to be able to do something else. So that's that's my and on top man, but. and on top of that, to your to your point, the dude the dude is doing that and will have success early. But you brought up Mike Vick. 
Jalen Hurts is one-third the athlete Mike Vick is. So it's going to wear thin pretty soon. The only the only reprieve that we have is that I think we are stocked. We are stocked with on that team. If Jalen Hurts were to go down, I actually believe that uh, that Garner Minshew can get us some wins. Believe it or not. You mentioned. I mean, uh, he's he's decent. You mentioned the original black man. Yo, did either one of you gentlemen see uh, Michael Strahan on the pivot? I did not. Yo, they had a conversation. Adrian Peterson came up, and they were talking about him running like a runaway slave, like little, literally their words. Um, <laughs> yeah. Michael Strahan told a story of how he was somewhere and Adrian Peterson was there and he needed a ride and Adrian Peterson had a limo with him. He said, so, Adrian Peterson said, yo, I'll drop you off on my way. He said, no, I, he said, I might have a limo, drop me off and you can take it to wherever you want to. It's on me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he said, they get in the car and they're pouring drinks and everything and he was like, so Adrian Peterson jumped out of wherever he was jumping out at. So Strahan said, yo, I tried to move over to where he was and then I realized Yo, Bull wasn't sitting down. There's no seat here. The Bull was literally in the squat position like he was sitting the entire ride. He was like, he, he was like yo, who has strength to do that? He was like, that's when I realized that he's different. He was like, yo, that's when I realized he's different. I was like, yo, I've been what in the squat position in the limo before, but it was because I was doing something else. But, yo. Hey. <laughs> yo. Yo. But I say all that to say that since he is the original black man and an athlete, that ain't a you box. And, you know, it is what it is. He got his <laughs> life taken away from him. Yeah. All right, man. So that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, so let's do our NFL pick six real quick, man. Uh, our pick six, if y'all are new to the program, we take, you know, what we deem as the six most interesting NFL games of the week. Um, and we just, you know, we give our picks on these games. Uh, nothing too complicated. We're not even going to go in depth because we got some other stuff to talk about. We got some calls to take. Um, so let's start with the Thursday night tilt. And and I, I meant to ask you this earlier, Jim. I meant to send you a message. Are the Thursday night games only on Amazon now? Yeah, I know last I week so. it wasn't, but that was just that was the opener. I didn't think they were going to give Amazon the opener. But – I don't I don't see it anywhere so, on the dial, so I think it's only I think it's exclusively on Amazon. Does the uh, does the NFL Network have it too? That's no, I, I checked the NFL Network. The NFL Network is showing the, the Seahawks Broncos game again. So I so I'm saying I'm and now mm. I, I, this is not confirmed, but I'm putting it together like so. While they're showing the Thursday nighter, NFL Network might show what they might deem as like the game of the week or something from the from the previous week, but there's. Okay, At least it says Seahawks Broncos, unless they just, you know, listed it wrong. But I was like, damn, is it exclusive? And also, on Amazon, they got that they got that new streaming joint too, the new NFL joint too, don't they? Yeah, and that's supposed to be like so maybe yeah, prime some prime maybe time it's game. There. Yeah, all right. So shout out to Amazon. I'm Amazon so yeah, you got yeah, Amazon yeah, Prime. You will watch. Tonight, and it's actually two of the teams and two of the quarterbacks that had that we felt had very, very good week one. So it's the uh, 
I want to call them San Diego so bad. It's the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and this game is at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. So I don't know if that swayed your pick or not. Who you fellas got this evening in the Thursday nighter? I got the chef. Okay. I actually hate and love that this game is on Thursday night at the same time. I say I hate it because Thursday night games are usually trash no matter who's playing in the Thursday night game because football is just not that quick turnover sport. Like, they need that that week, you know, to to go out there and play at their full capacity. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, if we have to get a Thursday nighter, at least we have some dudes that are capable of, of playing well and maybe, you know, breaking that little curse. So it could be decent or it just could be, you know, two quarterbacks and two teams that we hold in high esteem this year out there playing a stinker. I'm going to go with the Chiefs Yo, in this one. I'm going to go I'm with need, them I'm just gonna even need, though. Mm-hmm. I said, I just need Juju to hold on to the rock. Yeah, Juju's <laughs> Juju out there dribbling, trying to show off his NBA skills. Um, I am um, – I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Even I know I picked uh, the Chargers to win the division, but this is, you know, we're still early in the season. The Chiefs looked good last week, and it's at Arrowhead. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll go with the Chargers when they're playing at home, even though a home game for the Chargers is still not really a home game. Um, the Raiders took over their, <laughs> their field last week. Not yeah. that difficult to do because the Raiders have had their jaunts in and, in and out of Los Angeles in their tenure, too. And, you know, California team, even when they weren't in Los Angeles until they moved to Vegas. So, you know, they still have a huge following there. So it's probably difficult for the the, the Chargers to out Raider the Raiders in, in Los Angeles. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. B, who are you going with? Uh, I was all prepared to pick Justin Herbert and uh, the Super Chargers. And then I realized the Muslim brother – uh, Keenan ain't playing, so I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and go with. But the crazy ahead. part well, is, because I know Jimmy and I, you know, because of fantasy purposes last year, we used to have that conversation of how dude used to like gun it to to Keenan Allen. Um, when Keenan Allen yeah, went out of the game Sunday, I was like, uh oh, we, you know, Herbert might be in trouble because the dude he likes to throw to a million times a game is gone. Yo, he started spreading the wealth and. You didn't even miss Keenan Allen. I'm like, yeah, hey, it might, he, 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 he low key might be better without the ball. <laughs> he's grown, yeah, because he he's not he don't have that binky. You know, I tell you binky. one thing, yo. I know, I know I know it's only like you know 18 minutes at the seven, but Travis Kelsey already open. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. All right, let's hurry up with these picks because I know uh, Tobias probably cursing y'all out because y'all ain't take his call yet. Um, Dolphins <laughs> at Ravens. Yo, I'm running with the Ravens. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think that the Ravens this are going to have a great year because they were like the sexy pick last year, and everybody thought they were going to, you know, have a run to the bowl. And no one's really talking about them now. So I think this is one of those things where, you know, they, they kind of take a step back and take a step forward. And Lamar Jackson was, you know, always playing the Jets. He looked sharp last week. Yeah, and he was sharper passing. You know what I'm saying? And Yep. And I saw somebody talking about it today, like – it's probably crazy being Lamar Jackson because everybody says you run too much, you need to sharpen up on your passing skills. Then 
when you have a decent passing game and you only run for 17 yards, people are telling you. They say you could have ran more. Right. So it's like it's hard being home. He can't win. (laughs) He definitely can't win. But um, Baltimore has proven that he can't win, though, because even when they always supposed to win, they never win. But I've actually picked them to win that division, even though the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last season. So I'm I'm, I'm like Jim. I'm on, man. This could be a time when they finally go under the radar and actually get it done. I'm on. Uh, I'm on. I'm on record as telling Deion Sanders' biggest hater, aka uh, first down Freddie Purdue, that Lamar Jackson, he's him, man. He's him. If he figures out how to sling that thing, he's him. So uh, I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with the Ravens. Paul. Uh, over to Hey yo. Hey yo. <laughs> Two are still can't throw the deep ball. Um, all right, so now <laughs> we, got, we got the Buccaneers who need to bounce back from, you know, a mediocre performance last week uh, versus Jameis and them Saints. <laughs> who y'all got? Famous Jameis is here. Jameis, you can't get it done this season. This is the last year you're you going to have your uncle out here defending you, bro. Yo, I'm going Jameis is questionable. He's probably gonna play, but um, I'm rolling with I'm I'm rolling with I'm actually rolling with famous Jameis and the Saints, man. I think the Buccaneers, man. I think they're done. Don't don't man, kill me, Tobias. But you think they done though? I think I think I think I think uh, you know the Brady the Brady's window. I think Brady's uh, off the field issues is going to cause him to get set back this year. I know they beat up. I know they beat definitely up. beat up. Their top three wide receivers didn't practice for, for most of the week. I think Mike Evans might have been a limited participant today. Uh, Godwin came in off the ACL tear and tore a hamstring, so he might be out for – not tore it, but uh, hurt his hamstring, so he might be out for a, a couple of weeks. Um, Julio just old as hell, so he's going to tweak something every time he steps on the football field. And now Mike Evans was a limited participant too. I mean, they might just be doing it because they old veterans. And they might just be, you know, trying to fool everybody on the Listen, injury man, report. But the only, the only Mike Evans I respect is a black nationalist, and he got a brother named JJ. <laughs> Power to the people. Cabrini Green in the house. Um, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers though. Uh, after saying all, that, I'm gonna still go with the with the Buccaneers. Um, because I like how the Saints looked last week. But they're still in the, you know, Saints still one of them show me teams for me. Like I believe that y'all can be better, but you got to show me. You 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 win this game, and I might start picking you in some of these. Uh, if Alvin Kamara come out with a gold chain on, it's over. Yo, why did his chain? A lot of athletes wear chains, but this dude wore a chain with a with a whole piece. <laughs> that, yo, he had a whole diamond yo, encrusted him? piece. Yo, he was, you know, yo, how you play ball with a yo, QB chain on? Cordell Patterson. Yo, him and Cordell Patterson be rocking chains like they're going to the club, yo. They be on right. the field drawing. Because like, everybody has just a chain, but you don't wear a, a, a piece <laughs> on the chain when you're playing. Like, his joint was hanging outside of his jersey. Yo. Corduroy. Like, like, yo, my Corduroy. man got on his rock Corduroy chain. Corduroy ain't even good enough. Yo, Corduroy my man had to good with the Jesus piece. What is he doing, man? 
How you right? You play ball with a QB QB chain on. If Kamara right? pulled up with the Cuban with the Jesus pieces, then the Buccaneers are done, man. That's when you know you're about his business, man. All right, who Cuban you got, B? Jesus with his feet. We going uh, famous Jameis versus uh, versus Tom Terrific Tom. Yes, sir. I'm going famous Jameis, man. ETs does uh-huh. Cool, man. We got um the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, we got the bank. The Bengals at the Cowboys. The Bengals started out on one in a game Bengals. with Pittsburgh that it seemed like nobody wanted to win. I thought it was going to be two ties in the NFL last week. It almost was. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, they're still a good team. I picked them to be a wild card. Dallas is in trouble right now for Rush can do under center, but I'm going with the Bengals. I think this is where they get there, where they get revved up and – get off the snide a little bit after that performance last week. Joe Burrow can't Yo, struggle two weeks that. in a row, can he? No, nah, that's my fantasy quarterback, man. So if he, <laughs> if he throws this, that amount of picks again, yo, then I'm – well, actually, I got Jameis as a backup. But anyway, um, yeah, I got the Bengals, yo. All right. Um, B, oh, you already said it <laughs> before I finished. I said Cowboys. B was like, no. Nah. Bengals. Cardinals at the Raiders. As uh, what's the name? Boomer would have said. Boomer, I'm going with uh, Derek Carr, and you know what I'm saying, and 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 the, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going with uh, Raider Nation as well. I just don't. I don't. I don't really believe in the Cardinals right now. I don't really believe. I don't in know if Kyler Murray put his four hours in or not. Bull don't know how to read. Yeah, I don't know if he's studying. Bull don't his, be his reading. Materials. Don't be studying. Um, Yo, you know the sad part, B. So the sad part about it is because of that story leaking, he can't win. Like, any time he has a bad game or does something wrong, they low-key ruined his career with that. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. I think the Raiders played pretty well um, last week. They just didn't get the, the win. Herbert. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. And there was supposed to be a more of a spread the wealth situation with the Cardinals because DeAndre Hopkins is down. But, you know, old cats like A.J. Green, he didn't really eat. He had like two receptions for 13 yards. Um, touchdown, but he was two receptions for 14 yards. One of his receptions just happened to be inside the five. So a lot of the people that you, you thought, we're going to share in some of that wealth that, you know, DeAndre was giving up really didn't, but that might be like what we talked about earlier. You don't got DeAndre out there. It's easier to guard the rest of y'all. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, and the last but not least, the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings uh, go to see those Philadelphia Eagles in the aforementioned Jalen Hurts. Who you got, B? <laughs> I got the Vikings. Home opener. Who you got, Jim? Vikings. Mm. Man, this is tough. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Reluctantly. Last, last time, you know, we saw these this team in a meaningful game beat the heavenly, holy snipies out of them in the uh, NFC yeah. chip game. But um, I'm going to go with the Vikings, and I'm going to say this. I think 
had it played out differently with the Eagles' defense, had the Eagles – and, and it's, it's one game. They could have just had a, a slip-up. Or, you know, the Lions could end up being better than we thought they were. But had the Eagles' defense played how I expected – how or I, not, I'm not even going to say expected, how I expect – the Eagles defense to be this season, this would be an easier pick for me. But until now that they put that performance out that they did last week, until they prove otherwise in games like this against other good teams, other teams that I deem to be playoff teams, I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. So hopefully that defense in Philly can step up and do what they were supposed to have, you know, what they're supposed to be this year. Hopefully they can play up to that. All right, so before we tell y'all what happened this week while y'all were on the Grizz Nae, we're going to go to the phone lines because, you know, Jimmy and B just playing the phone callers out. All right, we're not going to go to the uh-huh. phone lines because I guess Tobias, <laughs> I guess Master showed up and ran him off the staircase. So, Jimmy, you want to tell everybody what happened <laughs> while, they, while they were on the Grizz Nae? Yes, sir. What happened while you were on the Grizz Nye is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you or your busy to custom website, visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and let's go here. And you don't get the war room discount. But uh, we have more information. So, indubitably, your man Walt Clyde Frazier was honored by the Hall of Fame again. For this time, being a broadcaster, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, you know, got the, uh, the legendary he got the Kirk Gowdy guard. Award. Got the Kirk Gowdy Award uh, from the from the Hall of Fame in the ceremony last Friday night. So, you know, Mike Breen, his longtime partner, he was giving him his big ups, giving him his props, and he was just trying to let us know. Because, you know, the first thing we're going to go to when we talk about Walt Clive Frazier as a broadcaster, he was like, you know, I think even now I think he's, better than he's ever been and it's his preparation it's not just his vocabulary but nah i'm gonna just go ahead and say it's his vocabulary because he, he dishing and swishing all the way to the hall of fame twice <laughs> indubitably <laughs> indubitably he will dish and swish with the benefactor being those who do not pontificate upon the well mm-hmm. of nba play got his big man out there picking and tricking but um <laughs> 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 yeah, but nah, like, because if you listen if, over the past 20 years, you know, when I discovered him as a broadcaster, um, you listen to a Knicks broadcast, because he's been on the broadcast since 87. Um, I think he started in 80, but he was the radio guy. And then in 87, the same year, he went into the Hall of Fame as a player, Um I think that's when he uh, switched over to TV. You watch a Knicks broadcast, like, it is, it's a pretty decent broadcast. I don't think he's one of the best, you know, color analysts out there. But he does make it interesting, and a lot of it is because of his vocabulary. So I'm like, you know, Mike Breen, I know you probably want people to focus on something else, but let him be great for why he's great. Because in my opinion, that's why he's great. It's not like I don't think he's doing anything else that's extraordinary. But, you know, his vocabulary in the colorful way he's decided to call a game is why he's great. So let that man dish and swish. Listen, man, he was T.I. before T.I. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, indubitably. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Burping. Yeah. Other news that happened this week while you were on The Grizz Naive. The owner of the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver, has been suspended for a year after an investigation by the National Basketball Association. Um, that investigation found that he uh, talked about sexual acts and condoms at an all-employees meeting. He told a blowjob story while in a business meeting. He told one oh, female employee, he told one female employee, you've never seen anything this big while preparing to take a shower at the team facility. Yeah. Um, he was emailing pornography to a group of uh, male employees. He dropped oh, his man. underwear unnecessarily <laughs> while a male employee was performing a fitness check on him. That's the first thing I've heard like, that was, you know, something was wrong with. But keep going. Yo, yo, he was wilding on <laughs> that. like he, he belonged in that corner that Anthony Edwards was looking at. No, nah, he definitely yo, was wilding, he was wilding, wilding on like men he, and women, dog. He, he was sounding like he, he was just enjoying the spoils of being a, a, a billionaire team owner. White I mean, man. Like, if yo, there, you know, if white, there white, were white, anybody white. out there who didn't like Jerry Buss, then these type of stories would be coming out about him too. I mean, because you know how he, yo, listen to this, you know his experts oh, with the I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't even done yet, yo, because he asked one female employee if she got an upgrade. He was speaking about her breasts, like, yo, they look fire. Did they yeah. Get an upgrade? Um, <laughs> he probably should have said, that. said, did I pay for those? Oh, that would be. He told one, he told, he told one pregnant employee that she couldn't continue her assignment because the baby needs their mom, not their father, to go home. So, um, oh, he was some, yo, you know, help her family, got, like, uh, like, like, like frat humor that, you know, we just don't play like that. And so he was acting like a frat boy, um, just wilding on everybody. So men, women, everybody got, my man was sexually harassing men and women. Um, but I blame all this that, on Chris but, but Paul. think about it. That's probably who told on him dudes that was tired of, you know. His LGBT Yo, and I don't even know if Chris Paul got – the reason I blame Chris Paul is because he's the common denominator. He was with the Clippers, and Donald Sterling was wilding. He gets right. to the Suns, now this boy is wilding. So but I don't you, know did you um, read what Chris the part, Paul got to do with anything. Because he said he, he, he said the N-word a few times. Oh, yeah, but yeah, they, they, were the saying, Why can't they were saying – they were saying he was saying the N-word when he was recounting stories from other people. So it's one of them things. He's telling you what somebody else said, but he was like, you know, saying it like, well, I'm just telling you the story. So yeah. Chris Paul and LeBron James were two of the, the players that spoke up on this um, because he was fined $10 million by the NBA and suspended for a year. So he can't be around his team for a year. I always laugh at, you know, suspension of owners. Okay. The owner can't come to the arena, but the check's going clear. So like, what's, what's the real punishment here? Um, but they're saying they think more should have been done. Um, so LeBron's basically saying, I, I respect leadership in the NBA. I expect, I, I respect the you know the front office or whatever, but I think they dropped the ball here. Um, Chris Paul said the same thing. He said he think you know the the behavior was atrocious and NBA is not doing enough. Whereas Adam Silver was like, you know, this is a whole different situation than the whole Donald Silver thing, and I cannot take the Phoenix Suns from him. Like, you know, because that's what they're really calling for. But do y'all think that'll stand? Because you know how public pressure changes things. Like, what happens if the players say something like, yo, we're not going to play 
as long as dude is is here. Thank God. I mean that could that that could possibly silver change. change. Like, I think that's I think the, the one thing that changes. I think the one thing that changes this and Donald Silver. Donald Donald Donald, Donald Silver. Donald Sterling. Sterling Silver. Never mind. Y'all see what I did there. Anyway, Bars. the one thing that um changes uh the the situation is Donald Sterling made the mistake that you know um a lot of people make. Yo, his stuff was recorded. Yeah, you yeah. can't get caught on the record. Yo, Donald Sterling was doing and saying some of that same stuff for 20 years, but it wasn't until someone decided to record him, and we all heard it. And Donald Sterling speaking doubled down Donald after Sterling, he got caught. So, speaking of Donald Sterling, he was one of the the dudes who who gave uh, Jerry Buss alone partner alone when he was trying to buy the Lakers. He needed what they needed, yeah, like three million dollars. more dollars, so they went to three yeah, people. So I'm yo. assuming Donald Sterling might have gave. You know, at least a million dollars. A million dollars was a lot of money back in 1978. Yo, it, it, was, it was so many lessons in the first like episode on the business tip. Like, first of all, my man Jerry Jerry uh, Buss was an engineer, and he started his real estate career just by going like for his homies he had worked at work with. Like, yo, let's all put up ten grand. Going by this apartment. Like, yo, <laughs> and that's how they started. I'm like, yo, I don't know that many people I can say, yo, let's let's put up ten grand. Anyway, um, but getting back to the the the, the whole we conversation know the wrong, about but yo, um, I think that uh, uh, that's the only way, Dev, is if the players decide to do that, which I doubt they will, because um, this doesn't seem to have as much heat as the Donald Sterling thing either. It's not even being talked about that much. So, and with the Donald like Sterling thing, did they say they weren't going to play? I forgot what they did. Didn't they just go into the the middle of the court and put yeah, their black church or something? They was drawn church or something. But they played though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was corny. They still play. Like, like, like you do that, oh, you put want, your jersey oh, down. Yeah, you put your jersey down and say, nah, we're not playing. Put your jersey in the middle of the court. Yeah, you I know. watched the whole documentary on that. They want to get them checked. They want to do both. Like, we're going to find a way to play and to make a statement. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, we figured that's what they were trying to do. But, I mean, that's why we talk about there's levels to this. Like, we talk about Muhammad Ali. We talk even about Colin Kaepernick. Like, dudes be risking their livelihood. To, 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 to make a stance, to make a statement because they really believe in it. I'm not yeah, saying these dudes don't believe in it, but it's hard to, I, to, to not make that. I was laughing. I was laughing night. thinking about thinking about Kaepernick recently as I saw like, you know, Brett Favre steal money from all the poor people. Right. And and I was see about like, to bring that up too. Certain, you know, see how <laughs> certain folks uh defended him and I'm like, yo, you're the anti Kaepernick dude. This dude like, literally stole from poor people. Yo, but now in the lawsuit, like, there is literally, we talk about stuff being video, like, there's text where Brett is asking for this and Yo, specifically says, can we do Yo, this? Jesus. Is it possible Jesus. we can do Go. this without the media finding out? Because he knows Yo, what it, cause he knows exactly what he was doing wrong. Like, yeah, it's far from He's Jesus. a piece of trash, Yo. But, yo, <laughs> yo considering, considering the last time we talked about Brett Favre's text messages, his phone got to be like deplorable, yo. Take, please take his phone. Like, the stuff we, the somebody got to know take that, his phone. That, that's already, somebody got to take his phone. He probably got all kinds of eggplant emojis and all kinds of inboxes. He's yo, a nasty dude. His phone is just full of incriminating material. Like stuff that can put him in. Like not just stuff that can get him in trouble with his whiz, but stuff that can get him locked up. Like you sent the eggplant to, to somebody who didn't want it. Like. This day and age, that, is, that might get you a bid if you weren't Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Yo, now you're in here. Now you're in here stealing money from 
you know, the welfare folks and and making sure that the dude no, doesn't the tell the media in the country. <laughs> in the poorest state, state in the country. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, he's deplorable, yo. He is deplorable. But you know, it's people gonna take up for it because a lot of people when they see welfare, they only see black people, even though, you know, we know that it's more people more white people on welfare than, than anybody else in this country. But you know what people see. They see black people and they think people are taking advantage of it. They see the, the welfare queens and all that kind of stuff. But this dude is stealing money for, like he come on man. Piece of yeah, he's, he's He's a despicable human being. I've hated you forever, so I just, just give me more reason to hate you. With that oh, being said, man. Tobias back on the line. We're almost done, though. So oh, ho, ho, Tobias, what's good? Can't be, can't be a long call. What's up, Tobias? Don't blame Number me. What's going on? Now? What's going on? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, all I got to say is that Bill O'Brien might want to check the brake line under his car. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I was about to say, because you was, you know, you was mighty mousy about what y'all were going to do to Texas, and y'all hey, just man. got out of there with oh, you, your lives, you talking man. About, you, talking about, you talking about the number two Alabama Crimson Tide? And I'm pretty sure Don't matter. Long, long as we get in. So all I got to say, that point spread. hey, yeah. here's the quote of the week. I found this on Twitter. Dude said, Alabama has a habit of winning games where everybody's miserable. Uh, you know, we're, we're the only fan base that wins, and everybody's still pissed because we ain't cover. Uh, but, you know, but, all but like, everybody's pissed because y'all are y'all are spoiled. Y'all are used to a certain standard. Like yo, we don't that, just win. That Alabama we team, rub people. You know what I mean? We kill people. That that Alabama team right there. If they show up against the Georgia team, I saw they gonna get they gonna get thirty. Hey, all I <laughs> got get, to say is I want Alabama. They gonna get Bama. Hey. I just want to see their quarterback do more than dink and dunk. Uh, that's all I got to say. All I know is it was he week two. When, he, when, he, when he's throwing the superhumans and them dudes get the ball and the hey, dink and dunk and take it to the house. He ain't got to because Alabama seems to can't figure out the best play in college football. They fall for it. Throw up a wounded duck and you get the flag because the guys won't turn around and look for the ball. But I tell you uh, one thing, your quarterback did make a play when he was asked to. Like He, he, he saved y'all season. Yes, trust me. And now we got to hear about this quarterback getting hurt because a dirty hit. Dude jumped in the air. I'm sorry. Don't get off your feet. And, hey, Alabama had 15 penalties talking about the rest. Texas had six, six red zone opportunities. Don't cry me a river. But uh, <laughs> once I got to say this, right, watching the NFL this week, man, I think it's just for Tom Brady. He gonna have to go ahead and shut it down, and retire, or he gonna be in child support court fighting his fighting with gonna be feature ex wife. Uh, <laughs> Do you think you know, that's why he left? Because uh, remember, he left camp for like eleven days. You think he's yeah. having issues at home? Yo, since they he... said they said that they beat him right now. She she done moved to moved out the crib and oh, he yep. and because and, and I, I I'm actually with her on this because she talked about how she gave up her career to be yeah, the mom with the kids do all this stuff. She stuck around yeah. and courted ball, and then, you know, he retired for two weeks. Yeah, so <laughs> I actually understand I understand what Giselle is coming from, you know. And, and, you, know, um, you, know they, they, and you know that she usually at the game, and they usually get the Giselle shot in the stands and all that. Right, right. And all, doggy. Yeah. She said, I ain't coming and, no more. And even talking to greasy to his, his team when they lost the Super Bowl that time. Y'all yeah. yeah. Uh, like, she, she was for bowl. She wasn't just like yeah. – the, the eye candy. She shot in the gym, yo. 
Yeah, yeah, she definitely. And, 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 definitely and, put in her you know, it, and like, and I was watching that Monday night game, and I asked a buddy of mine I was at the bar with. I was like, "Be honest now. I know everybody likes him. Russell Wilson didn't play good Monday night. I hate to break it to folks, nah. uh, you know, but I mean, think about overpaid. this. Hey, I think that that need to be yeah. like common. And knowledge. that coach, right? Stuff like I call him hot take Colin Cowherd because we have it on at work. He goes, you got to get an offensive-minded coach, offensive-minded coach. How about let's get a coach who can manage the game and be a leader of men? Because the game, because these games are won and lost by managing. It's crazy, like, how these NFL games are decided by three to four points every week, but all these gurus here be passing up on field goals. <laughs> but they they chase the points at the end of the game. But, you know what I found funny too? I found funny when they talk about these offensive-minded coaches and these gurus. Like when these dudes come through the ranks, a lot of times they coach on both sides of the football. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they talk plus, about how Sean McVay is an offensive genius. His first job, he worked on defense. Yeah. And, uh, because I because I remember like the uh, it was an art of coach of Belichick and Saban, and Saban had two in the office and Brady was yeah. off of Belichick that was showing them how to attack these looks. A lot of offensive coaches are worried about just running a plays. Because think about this. Oh, the Bengals coach, Zach Taylor, he's terrible. But since they made the Super Bowl, everybody's saying he's great. And mind you, on fourth down of the Super Bowl, he had Joe Mixon on the bench. <laughs> you know? uh, so it's just because you're an offensive you know, coordinator. You know, you know that Joe Mixon can, can hit them holes. I mean, I mean them holes, not them holes. My bad. Yeah, to John Watson, Watson like his hit. But that's a whole different show. But uh, I know you guys got to run. But, hey, uh, you guys have a good one, fellas. And uh, right. take it easy, fellas. Roll damn tight. All right. Take Fuck easy, Bill take O'Brien. Easy. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. All right, yo, man. So he will never blame Saban, though, yo. He will never blame, right, right, he'll blame right, a coordinator right. on either side of the ball, but he will never blame Saban. I hope he don't go out like, like Fred Purdue after it's all said and done and they, they come back to the pack. This boy will be on on social media talking about fire. Oh, uh, fire, fire Belichick. Bill Belichick was never like, that good. On, he be man. going in on Belichick. Like, yo, come on, man. Like, you used to come here and we used to, like, be frustrated because you could not bring up Bill Belichick. And now, come on, man. Yo, he, he didn't, I'm on the he record. I told him this day was coming. I said, yo. Right. The whole like little Brady and but, Belichick. I said, when that breaks up, I said, y'all going back to what y'all were. Because people you know forgetting, though? like, yo, y'all mid. Y'all been he's, mid. He's too, he's too young, uh, Jim. His whole life they've been like this. So he thinks – he doesn't know. any Anything is cyclical. Any team, any sport – it, it's cyclical like that. Like you, you're used to this because you're young and it's been like this your whole life. Their run was a yo, little longer than, than everybody else. Yo, think about but this. Think about there's this. There's a like, time in your about, life as a sports about, fan that you're gonna be frustrated. <laughs> think about Chase, right? So Chase loves hoops. He's growing up at a time when the Warriors are it, right? right. And the Pistons are complete dudes. Your your childhood that was reversed. Right. Like the Warriors. Were a little decent. By the time we became teenagers, until we were adults, the Warriors were one of the worst teams in the damn league. <laughs> like, yeah, like one of the worst and teams in the damn league, if not the damn worst. Yeah, like Sacramento, there's some people. Beat them up. There's some people who came up. You know, they came of age, and their memories start at like '99. Around then, they they didn't know that Sacramento. 
has always been trash, but they were good around that time, and then they've been trash mm-hmm. ever since. Sacramento's just being Sacramento right now. <laughs> no, the 22-year-old was born in 2000. Yeah, see? And there you go. <laughs> and there you go. All right, anyway, so. That's what happened to why you want to Grizz not eat that. What, what, tell us what happened to Dayton Sports History. Yeah, man, this date in sports history is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Sports the Book written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you go get your copy. You can get that from warroomsports.com, sportsthebook.com, amazon.com, wherever you get it from. Just make sure you get one of the greatest sports books ever written. Don't miss that movement. All right, September 15th, 2018, Russian boxer Gennady Golovkin, a.k.a. Triple G., loses his first professional fight along with his undisputed middleweight crown and his record 20th title defense when he was outpointed by Mexican Canelo Alvarez in their second fight. The first fight was called uh, a draw. The trilogy of these two rivals will be completed, ironically, this Saturday night in Las Vegas. So who you guys taking in, in fight number three before we get out of here? Canelo or Triple G? Keep in mind, Triple G is like 441. Canelo is 32. Canelo was upset in his last fight, but that fight was at light heavyweight. So coming down the 168 to rumble Triple G for a second time. I I mean, I ain't going to hold you besides Floyd Mayweather taking him to school. Triple G has fought Canelo the best out of anybody I've ever seen. And I'm excited for the fight. Like, this is one, you know, that I would pay for if I had to. But, you know, in the days of Barry Bonds, we don't have to pay for nothing. Um, Yo, I'm more yeah, excited but, about But, but he's 40 now. I'm him. not expecting, like, the first two fights from this. I'm expecting Canelo to kick his ass a little bit in this one. Virginia. Oh yeah, Can- listen, and, and Can- Canelo, Canelo is for lack of a better term, you know what I mean. Although you can say it's a double entendre, he's the golden boy. So I feel like this is set up for him <laughs> to kind of like you know close close this out and and, and beat snot beat snot out of dude nose. So I'm, I'm going with Canelo, but I'm more excited about the Errol Spence fight. But that's what they're Oh yeah, with. Errol Spence and, and Terrence Crawford finally come to an agreement. Contracts haven't been signed yet, but an agreement has been made, so we finally yes, might get that super fight that, we, that we've been waiting for, I think, supposedly in November, so I, I can't wait for that. All right, but, where the uh, fight going to be at? Nah, I would assume that's a Vegas one, but... Uh, oh, okay, you know, I'm trying to pull up like Frank Lucas. <laughs> right, in the chinchilla. <laughs> Telling on myself. Alright, so, um, that's what happened this week in sports history. We want to give a big war room salute to this historical moment, and hopefully they will make another historical moment on Saturday night. Uh, let's get up out of here, Jim. Let's roll. Yes, sir. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our group chat. Anybody who called and got through, thank you. Those we can get to, we apologize. We'll catch us back here next week. We're always here on Thursdays, but you can catch everything on demand on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Catch all of our conversations on the socials, and you can find all of that at the Hub, which you can also find all of our content, and that is warroomsports.com. You can also find my book, Sports the Book, there at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Oh, yeah, and happy birthday to my baby girls. They'll be seven tomorrow. Shout out to the twin sessies.
Peace. Happy birthday. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.